and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And this week, we're tackling a car. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> we watched 1983. John Carpenter directed Christine this week. And before we get to it, how was your week? Um, my week was very exciting. I saw Godzilla three times. How was your week? My week was not as exciting. I only saw Godzilla one time. There we are. So there you go. That's how... That's how to mark your calendars, kids. Right. Exciting, be not exciting. Uh, yeah, let's cut to the chase. So, speaking of which, <laughs> okay, car chases. Car chases. What did you there feel about? There weren't really any car chases. In, in well, this the, movie. the cars chase people. The, in this the movie. car chased, but right, that doesn't exactly. make a car chase. <laughs> and the film is not chased. No. They're the car chased. Car chased people. <laughs> chased people. You can use your Old Testament terminology. Yes, it that's what it is. people, yay, verily. Yay, verily. And, and it, there, there was some very Old Testament imagery, a burning, flaming car burning, from the burning flames car. of hell. So what did you feel about this movie? That it was way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Here's my issue with it. The story, or at least this version of the story, I'm sure the book is different. I feel that the movie or the the, the screenplay for this film was kind of slight. Yes. And, I think it was like a cool 40 pages. Right. But John Carpenter worked it, worked the hell out of it so that it has a lot of really compelling imagery and stuff. But there's not really that much to the story. There the isn't that much to the story, And no. I would be curious now about the book because I'm sure the book moves more chronologically. And so each and every one of the deaths that they refer to is dramatized. Yes. But... Um, but yeah, I feel that if this had been directed by somebody else, it would not be successful. But it's ex- really successful it because... It is. And the effects are very right. cool. Like, yes, they are. Very practical, very real, and very kind of creepy for being, you know, not CGI. Um, so, yeah. Yes. So, let's start with a brief okay. synopsis. Mm-hmm. Here's one sentence to sum up this whole book. A nerd buys a strange car with an evil mind of its own, and his nature starts to change to reflect it. That's actually very good. Dun, dun, dun. That leaves off... Thanks, IMDB. I don't know who wrote it, but you did good. That leaves out a lot of the plot, and... Well, yes, but that is the... That's the underlying... That's what's happening. Well, the reason why I say a lot of the plot is that there's a lot of... Oh, and, and maybe it needs to be. You can't go into that much detail about the film without... Coming across the just a very ridiculous premise, which is a car that's evil all on its own. Here we go. Boy buys car. Boy loves car. Car hates man. Boy hates man. Boy dies. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, he does die, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the car Spoiler is... Spoiler alert. Okay, so do you <laughs> want to give like a... Show. Do you want to give like a little a brief synopsis of the plot or... Okay. Well, go we'll on. go into it. I mean, yeah. we're, we're not going to... Leave it there. But so we uh, we are introduced to nerdly no, Archie. No, no, before that, we have the opening scene, which is what troubles me. Okay, tell me what the, which I Which is 1957 remember. at the Chrysler Corporation. Oh, right. We see an assembly line. 1957. Okay, so the car is a Plymouth Fury. Plymouth was made by Chrysler. Uh-huh. It's confusing. It's like a, like a weird family tree. I'm not a car guy. This was a beautiful, beautiful car. Beautiful car. The only red one in the in the on the line, which is uh, odd. Now, your father worked at a he at a place like Motors, this. He right, worked at a General Motors line. plant, 
Um, and his job was to put them on the to-go trucks. Them. He did several jobs there, but his final job was loading them on the the uh, the uh, car movers. That's right. And so that was a kind of a nerve-wracking job because he have to drive them. But yeah, he, no, I don't like seeing yeah. those trucks, let alone being involved in one. Yeah, <laughs> but he did. Uh, he uh, worked the assembly line too. I remember him when I was a kid telling me that he the first day that he saw a robot on the assembly line, he was very impressed with it. Do we have any Fordite in the house? Do you know what that is? So it's it's a rock, but it's not a rock. Mm-hmm. It's the all the paint pools, uh-huh. and then you get these oh. these masses that are then shined up mm-hmm. of all of these different paint colors. So it's sort of like an artificial geode? Or, yes. Or you, okay. Yeah, oh. and they call it Fordite. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I've never seen that. I would, I'm going to look it up after yes, we're done. Yes, I think it's very beautiful, mm-hmm. but I'm sad to know that there's none in the house, but okay. I bet he could have gotten his hands on some. I'm sure he could have. <laughs> it would have been gamite? <laughs> mm, geez, are confusing. So, yes, that's right. So mm-hmm. we have the only, like I said, the only mm-hmm. red fury coming off the line. He's It's getting... Um, inspected Mm -hmm. and one inspector opens its hood i think he might have gotten some like cigar ash on it that was the second guy the The first first... so the first guy just touched it bad it didn't like the touch Uh (laughs) it's unclear this isn't like chucky where he's he uh is possessed by the the soul of a Mm -hmm. serial killer Hey, spoiler alert for Chucky. That's in the original. I don't know anything about the new one, but that's what the plot of the original one is. The new one, I think, should be a sequel to Lawnmower Man. The new one stars Aubrey Plaza. (laughs) Yes, it does. And that would be the only reason I would see it. You're not going to see it, I like looking at Aubrey Plaza. Um, Eventually. And it... He has opened the the hood, Uh and the hood smushes down on him and cuts off... A piece. Or breaks off his fingers. I'm not sure exactly what happened, just that it was gory and there's screaming involved. Yes. And then another dude uh-huh. comes off the line, the, I'm going to say, only black character in the movie. Right. Maybe. Uh, and he gets in the car, turns on the radio. I can't remember the song that is playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this car is also like Bumblebee in that it uh, plays, communicates through it the communicates radio. through the radio. Um and he gets a little bit of cigar ash on the plastic yes. front seat. And then something happens to him. We don't know what. I think he asphyxiates in the that, car. That might be like that, it yeah. because um, his coworker comes over as they're shutting down the thing and opens mm-hmm. the door and he falls out. But no. he's not visible. Right. The way that he falls and the way that he would have had to be in the vehicle to not be visible mm-hmm. doesn't work physically but it's fine <laughs> like is... he would have had to been slumped over laying across the seat but when right. they open the door he falls out head first and right. i'm just like that's not see now this <sighs> is where the movie and this sounds horrible where it lost it for me was the opening scene because i couldn't understand why the car was evil because something some things are just born evil i i guess so and that's a, a big premise in stephen king's work there's yep. just things that are just bad and I don't know if there's a reason given in the book as to why the car book, is yeah. evil. Because this is right off the assembly line. There's no, it has nothing's happened. There's no tragedy associated with it yet. 
But the car no, is just... No, oh, but it, it maims mm. one person and kills one person right. on, on, on its the day assembly of birth. Line. It hasn't, even, it hasn't yeah. even been released into the world yet. Uh, in the book, mm-hmm. that first... Okay, so Arnie buys this car from the brother of the guy that bought her off the line, mm-hmm. uh, LeBay. His name is Roland LeBay. Drove it off the line, died two weeks earlier... In the vehicle. So owned it his whole life. Uh, at the end of the book, Lee and Dennis are the ones that take out Christine, just like in the mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, but Archie's actually not, or Arnie, not Archie. His name is Arnie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Arnie's out of town when it happens, not there. And they witness LeBay's spirit attempting to make him stop before they crush it into the cube. Right, okay. Because if you guys want to kill a car, crush it into a cube. That's how you do it. And that is the reason, like, the evil comes from this dude. Okay, so in this film, the difference is that the car is just evil. The car is just evil. The guy is apparently a dick, but Mm. we don't know if that's... He was being acted on by the so force then, of this car or in, not. In the book, the car is essentially a haunted car. Yes, correct. And in the movie, it's just a bad car. Okay. Correct. All right, they, that makes so more the, sense So the me. first scene was added mm-hmm. entirely, a whole cloth. Okay. Uh, because they could, if they'd left that off, mm-hmm. then you just have this guy. And we, we do... Um, Dan, okay, so... Arnie and Dennis are best friends. Mm-hmm. Arnie is a dork. Dennis is a jock. He we don't know a dork almost. He does. But we also don't... They have a genuine friendship. Right. You thought that um, when uh, Dennis had gotten injured, he had been tutored. And that was... And maybe that's... That was like... You like built that little backstory. Right. That wasn't in the movie. I'm a published author. I, and I, I was like, kind of what, like... Oh, that makes sense to It me. felt to me like they'd been friends since they were little. Right. And they just never stopped being friends, even though one of them got popular and the other one didn't. Mm-hmm. Which I guess can be a thing if you have like team sports and whatnot, right. where you've split up for large segments of time. Um, but so they're good friends, even though oh, Arnie's mom is a pill, man. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like that Dennis sits at the bottom of their driveway and honks to have Arnie come out to right. go to school. But... <laughs> Good. Also, she's relying on him to get her son to school. So, how about you calm down? Like she just yells, "That's noise pollution! What you're doing, honking f- and playing the radio." I feel that uh, Arnie's parents have like pretensions, and this sounds horrible above their station that they really want to present themselves as upper middle class, or that's the station that they're in. But that they um, barely, barely, but they're like. They're, yeah, <laughs> holding they're also on to very it with embarrassed by Arnie, and they don't mind some. They're controlling him basically. Yeah, they're very over controlling. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, does not own a car at the beginning of the movie. Uh, they go to school. They have a shitty day. Wherein Arnie and and um, Arnie and Dennis Dennis uh, go to school and have a shitty day. Wherein Arnie is. Assaulted by uh, a thirty-five-year-old student, <laughs> a thirty-five-year-old Sylvester Stallone imitator, and it's his weird gang of, of 
nerds oh. that are nerdlier than him, right. than Arnie. It was so odd. Yeah. Uh, so Buddy Repperton yeah. is the guy's name. And he mm. is clear. I don't know. He's clearly being played by somebody who is. Far too old for this Well part. over 20. Right. And I would guess possibly over 30. I don't understand why William Ostrander. Here we go. Hello, sir. You were born in 1959. Okay. Keith Gordon, the actor playing Arnie, was born in 1961. So I guess he's not that fucking much older. <laughs> so, But he plays younger. Uh-huh. So this is 1983. So he's 22 when mm-hmm. they're filming this. And Buddy is 24 when they're filming this. Well, maybe he got held back a number of years or hard living. I don't know. It's hard. I mean, he he doesn't. Arnie can pull off high school. Mm-hmm. This dude. Buddy looks like the kind. It. I mean, he's the kind of guy who carries a switchblade around with him all the time. Yes, he's, he's got a switchblade and he's expelled. Because he's expelled because of in a shocking scene, <laughs> stabbing a bag full of yogurt. With yeah. a switchblade, and then pulling the dirtiest street move in the world, grabbing a guy's balls and squenching them with their hands. There's a lot of dudes dick twisting other dudes in well, this movie. That, <laughs> uh, that like, was like, oh, like it's ow. it's like they just don't want to have this fight anymore, so they need to incapacitate their opponents, and right. they know this is the way to do right. it. And the guy who does the 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 dick twisting in question. Is like one of these strange. Like, why is he a member of a gang? He's yeah. kind of soft, and he has a very kind of almost. Um, you can get this out if you want to. Uh, almost like feminine voice. He, he does. He's, he's very. And I'm the going like, why is he hanging around with these tough guys? They're. He's being portrayed as sort of an effeminate, overweight mm-hmm. dork. Right. Who is a member of Buddy's gang. Like, Almost like he's there to toughen himself up. And he, all through the film, is like, okay, Buddy, we'll do this. Buddy, Buddy, yeah, Buddy. He's, we'll he's very much you. a right. yes man. So right. that might be one of the reasons Buddy yeah. keeps him around. My assumption is he's also doing Buddy's homework, which mm. also might be why he's keeping him around. I feel like the implication is he's doing Buddy. I don't know. There's... It's entirely possible. We're definitely not going to talk about that in 1983. Right. But No. Um, I don't, I, they may have been in a relationship. That, uh, there's, they're definitely um, an odd couple. Right. I, I, <laughs> like, he's the mm, odd man out in that. criminal and then this guy, you know? Yeah. So he didn't, either the casting was wrong or it was really right and there was some other, you know, there was a subtext to it that we were not getting. I don't, I don't, well, you got it if there was. Right. So I wouldn't say that. Uh, it, it is, it's an odd Portrayal, right. uh, but so Arnie, yeah, this is lunch in the sh- in shop, which mm-hmm. um, I guess Arnie has decided he's going to take shop class, much to the dismay and horror of his parents, right? Because how dare you get your hands dirty? I yeah, think I is think I think is if you have if you are doing work that like menial labor, then you're beneath. There, it is a real. They're real elitist a, in that a way. Classist kind of. Um, Vibe that household. Uh, meanwhile, Arnie's like, I want to learn how to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so he's in the. We don't see the start of the fight. We see Dennis come in and Arnie being assaulted by like it was what three on right. one, four on one, something Any like one that. One of them could eat him for God's yes. sakes, but yeah, he's a little guy. And 
for, for no apparent reason. Dennis steps in the middle. It doesn't go well for anybody. Dennis is the one who gets dick twisted, right? Right. Yeah. And then they're saved by a teacher who almost gets stabbed himself. Yes. Because this guy's a real JD, right? I did think that that scene was going to go differently. Um, When the teacher, like Dennis says, he's got a switchblade. And the teacher says, Arnie, did he attack you with a switchblade? Right. I really thought Arnie was going to punk out and say no. Right. But he doesn't. No. He says, yeah, he did. And then if the he had said no, it would have saved him a lot of trouble in the future. Maybe but I, don't I don't know that because that sets a lot into motion. Buddy gets expelled, mm-hmm. and the other ones get suspended. We find out in an after-school scene. So then Dennis is driving him home, and they see Christine off in mm-hmm. a in a in the front yard of this very unkempt yard. Looks a lot like our yard. No, not anymore. Not anymore. We fixed it, and. Uh, she is beaten down, broken down. Right. Uh, the doors are both open. The front doors are both open, which is odd. Uh, I think her tires look flat, but I guess I they are. I she was up on blocks, but it was kind of hard for me to tell. Yeah. I, 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 I she's clearly in disrepair. She's all she's dusty. She's not because he drives her away later. That's right. right. And Arnie gets out, you know, has has Dennis pull over, gets out and says, I want, I, you know, he's clearly in love with this car to give me, I'll give you whatever you want for it. The guy says, I was asking 300 but 250 for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Arnie's been saving money from working. Dennis is like, you were saving it for college. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible purchase. You could get a good car for the 250 that you want to give him. Uh, the days. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do remember my parents buying cars, just straight out buying mm-hmm. them in cash. And I'm just like, never again? No, that Probably will never, never again. again uh, and I bought my car on an app, so what do you know? And so he buys the car and drives it home. And his mom is like, you're not parking that here. And so he's like, fine, I'm leaving. There's a lot of that. He's a lot. He's a, even as he's acting more mature in mm-hmm. school, he's still acting very much like a petulant child a lot right. of the time. Granted, his parents are terrible. So yeah. what are you going to do? The, uh, she says, you can't park it in the driveway. It clutters the driveway. And so he drives it to a DIY garage. Now, first of all, I really love the idea of this DIY garage. Right. First of all, it's, Freaking massive! It's like as yeah. big as like two it's like football an fields. Hanger it's or something. giant, it's huge. and it's got all of these uh, like stalls uh-huh. wherein you can park your car, keep it there, and work on it. There are right. tools available and things like that, and I think that's very cool. It was. A, it's a great idea. I don't. Like I said, I'm not part of the car world. I'm sure right. there are places like this. I um, think older cars benefit from this right. better than newer cars just because there's more computer components and things that a regular person can't do. Mm-hmm. But but to be able to go and learn how to do your own oil change and right. have a place to do that, that's cool. And so I think that um, the guy who owns the garage, what is his name? He's played by Robert Prosky. Who does a really good job of playing, you know, the guy he? covered, Will Darnell. Darnell, who's covered yeah. Covered in grease most of the time. He's covered always, in grease, but always has a tie on. Right. That's not like tied. He, 
appropriately. He looks like he was shot out of an exhaust pipe most of the time. He does. He's also, he's balding and his hair's always askew. Mm -hmm. He's typically three drinks in, it feels like. Uh, And he doesn't have any time or patience for children of any sort. He screams at Arnie that he can't, you know, if he does anything, if he does anything wrong, he's out of there. And Arnie's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, but he can park in, I think, lot slot 20. He's allowed to stay. And he leaves the car there overnight and gets a ride home with Dennis. Now, he keeps the car there for the duration of the film. Mm-hmm. Even once it gets starts looking like a decent vehicle. Still, his mom says he can't park it in the driveway. But why can't he park on the street? That's what I didn't understand. That was might there... be the mystery of the film. I don't know what that was about. Like, at one point, he drops the thing off. It's pouring rain, and he mm-hmm. drops the car off at the garage and then goes out into the rain to walk, walk home, home. Yeah. however far that is. There's no Uber. He's not grabbing a taxi. He's going to walk home in this pouring-ass rain. Bitch, I'm parking this car in front of the house. Yeah. There's a whole subplot that becomes important later on that we didn't mention, which is that there's a new girl in school. Well, yes. No, that was my next thing. Okay. So there's the car plot and the girl plot. Right. And the girl is... Lee Cabot? Or Lee Cabot? Lee. Lee Cabot. Lee Cabot, uh, played by Alexandra Paul, Mm -hmm. who I knew from Baywatch. Okay. (laughs) She was one of the main characters in Baywatch, the short-haired brunette... So Lee Cabot has come to town. Everybody mm. wants to date her. Nobody is able to get. Well, nobody in. also has the nerve to. They're always sort of the. She. They feel like she's shutting them down. The Dennis has another skeevy friend whose name I cannot remember and do not care. Skeevy. Um. He. Skeevy wonder. <laughs> there you go. Skeevy wonder, is uh, constantly talking about how she has turned down everybody. Mm-hmm. Um. But. Dennis goes for it. Dennis goes up to her in the library or at study hall or something. It must be study hall because he's told to get back to his seat. And I'm like, well, if this is the library. Right. You can sit anywhere you want He doesn't have to. a seat. Yeah. And I don't remember much about high school, but I do remember that the library was pretty freeform. And he asks her out and she says, oh, that's sweet, but I'm seeing somebody. Mm-hmm. And then at his football game that afternoon, I believe, or the next afternoon, he is met with the image of Arnie and Lee coming up together and Christine, Uh who is looking real good. He's done a lot of work on her. Apparently, he does work in in bad order. Like, he is mocked by the garage owner, like... He got new windshield wipers, but he hasn't replaced the broken ass windshield. Like <laughs> he's doing everything out of order. Um but he's gotten it looking pretty good. And when uh Dennis sees this, I think it distracts his attention. Now we get a musical cue to th- as if to say that Christine has some control over what's happening, mm-hmm. but she's just sitting there, uh being kissed uh, on. Because they are making out heavily, leaning on the front of her while he's, you know, and doing... And we should point out that Alexander Paul is significantly taller than... Yeah. So there's... It's... There's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm a there's... tall lady. You can be a tall lady. It's allowed. 
And yeah. you can be a tall lady who's into shorter dudes. I didn't say anything. I'm just saying it looks funny. You literally just it said it. looks funny. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, little Arnie Cunningham. you're a hater. I'm a hater. Also, I want to know if Arnie Cunningham's name is a Happy Days reference. To Richie Cunningham? And Arnold. That could be. I, I mean, mean, it's just a full Happy Days right. reference. It could be. Uh, and Dennis falls and hurts himself. He's down. tackled badly. Well, he's in midair. Because he's not paying yeah. attention, and he ends up going to the hospital. Yeah, a career-ending injury. He's on crutches later, so mm-hmm. he fucked up his leg pr- pretty good, and then other parts of him as well. Uh, then uh, we've seen we see a couple of scenes at the garage with this character actor of character actors just mm. being a character. He gets mad because Arnie is like taking too much stuff, even though the whole thing is you can basically have whatever's in the junkyard for free. Mm. Like you're paying whatever the rate is and and he he does too much work or something right. on Christine and he's like you can't just take anything you want. And he's like, I really thought that that's what the deal was. If you're not using it, what does it right. matter? Uh, and then he comes up with, well, if you, you know, clean up around the place and do a lube job and whatever, change else, the and... toilet paper rolls and pick up, you know, run errands for me, then maybe you could keep doing, you know, keep doing, grabbing stuff from the yard for free and maybe I'd even pay you. Grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> And so Arnie's like, fucking, yes, I will do that. <laughs> that is fine. Uh, and then we've got the, I think, the movie theater scene. The, the this drive-in. is the drive-in theater, which involves more uh, men getting their testicles grabbed, only this time by... It's a goal. It's right, sound right. on purpose. Yes. They are making out heavily with some over-the-pants action for Arnie. Heavy petting. It used to be cold back yes. in the day. I was just like, that's... Graphic, but okay. <laughs> well, it's more graphic. Weirdly, it was a it's pretty not quick graphic. shot, it's but it was like... just that you're not expecting it. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like it was one of those things that's very authentic to being a teenager, at least at that time. Um, but yeah, that's where Lee almost chokes. Uh, yes. So as they're making out, the wipers uh, stop working. It is pouring rain. Who goes to the drive-in when it's pouring rain? Only uh, teenagers who are going to have sex. Right, exactly. <laughs> um... And she's like, I can't do this. And then he goes out to try and fix it. And she Mm -hmm. takes a bite of her hamburger and starts choking on it. Now, at this point, we also know because Dennis went back to the LeBay house Uh um, to say, you know, you shouldn't have sold him that car. You should make him give it back. Right. And he was like, "If, if what's going on with your friend is what happened to my brother, there's no giving it back. Uh, My brother hated everyone. Except that car. He ended up getting married. And then his wife and his child both died in the car. Right. Still didn't give up the car. And then he died in the car two weeks prior to Arnie buying it. Which is was a weird timeline because I'm like, did it fall into this much disrepair in two weeks? That was is one it of because it doesn't it's not feeding on film. a soul? Or was it just that the car was sitting in the in the uh you know, on, on this lot, 
And he would go and sit in it all the time, which would make it even creepier. Like yeah, that is creepy. We don't know. We car, just right? know that he asphyxiated in the vehicle two mm-hmm. weeks prior to its death. But yeah, I'm wondering if it started decomposing, sort of. Like, it didn't have... It wasn't getting the fuel that it needed. I don't know. Uh, Lee um, starts choking on the burger, and Christine locks the doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Arnie has ha- can't get in in, but she finally gets the lock open. It's manual locks. Mm-hmm. She gets it open, and is saved when the next the man in the next car does the Heimlich on her. And then Arnie like loses his shit on that dude. Right. Well, he doesn't know what's going on. It looks like, and the thing is that he's not. I think he was feeling inadequate to the task, and then just gets really angry that somebody else was able to save her, and he didn't know what to do. Which is the impression that I got. Maybe that's it. Like, I'm not a, right. enough of a man right. to do what needs to be done. Well, he also was trying Toxic to seduce his girlfriend yes. in the car. Yes. Like, and that's where she drew the line. Not that she doesn't want to sleep with him. She just doesn't want to sleep with him in this automobile. In this vehicle. But I think that one of the reasons that they stopped was because mm-hmm. Christine, like, as they're going further, mm-hmm. Christine is causing, like, her windshield wiper stopped. Right. Causing him to... Right. move his attention to the car rather than the girl. And at that point, the girl is like, this keeps fucking happening. Your car yeah. is fucking creepy. So your attachment to your the, car is the creepy. Car is evil. Yeah. Yes. She's like, I'm not... And she won't get back in the car with him. Right. She Once she gets out that last time, she's like, I'm not... Nope. I'm going to give it a minute. So this is when Buddy Repperton comes back into the story. Yes. So he has been expelled. He knows where Arnie keeps the car. And so... That night or another, it's unclear, I think, uh, he comes and with his whole gang and they fuck this car up. Yeah. It is rough. Like, I know this car is going to kill people and has mm-hmm. killed people. <clears throat> that is destruction of beautiful property and it's right. a real bummer. Uh, and one of them apparently shits on the dashboard, dashboard. which I have to believe is Buddy himself, but right. I don't know. I wasn't there. So, but they do keep bringing that up. And then Arnie's response is, well, shit wipes off. Like, when he, when they're like, because it's totaled. It's destroyed. Mm-hmm. This car is fucked up. And then um, Arnie is, like, heartbroken. And this is also the entrance of Harry Dean Sin. Well, not quite, I think, right? Because it's after the death of one of the guys, the vandals, because there's a really neat oh, okay. scene in terms of you described the really good special effects in this film. Yes, so there's the, right. so the car, he's, he's like trying to clean it up as a little at a time, right? right? Like it's, it's an overwhelming task, uh, but he doesn't seem to be like giving up. He's but not despairing of the damage something, to But he notices something happening and he takes some steps back and he says, okay, well, show me. Right. Like he's talking to the car. He's the only one around. And she undents herself. Un- There's a really weird... Destroys herself. ...cover of Harlem Nocturne playing in the background. Yeah. And with a sort of pulsing drop. And it's a very effective scene. That's that's John Carpenter coming out and showing how he's able to marry, especially music. And you think, he's a musician himself. He composed the, the score for Halloween. We were talking about that when we yeah. reviewed that film. And so he does a, a great job of connecting music and images in this movie. Yes. 
and the and the music that he chooses for her, uh, Christine the Bumblebee too are mm-hmm. all quite good. Right. That's the other thing is that one of uh, Lee's complaints is it only plays old timey music. It only plays music from right. like the fifties. Well, when it was when it was born. When it was born. Yeah. So the uh, but that scene where the car kind of reconstitutes itself is really impressive. And do you think this was not done with? CGI. This was done with an actual. Was it backwards? Is that what happened? I don't know because I, I w- think that's film run backwards. Some of it was run backwards, but then I would expect there to be like dents or creases in the paint job. Whatever they did, it was mm. really good. Yeah. And it did give you the sense that it's kind of like inflating back to its proportions mm-hmm. and things. And, and you don't see all the pieces that they mm-hmm. do a smart thing like right. they do with good, all good effects the same way they did good right. effects with Cujo. It's quick close-ups. Right. And it, so your your eye n- understands what it's taking in, but your brain doesn't have enough info to go. This is bullshit. Right. <laughs> it makes, and I think that if the film had been done with CGI, oh, it, it would have worked they, as well. No, I don't think so. I think it would mm. be, it would be too shiny. Right. It would be too much and too shiny, and they'd show you the whole thing at once, and it, you'd be like, oh, that's cool. But and that's it. Right. it, it, it I just have this vision of the car levitating like in Shrek and turning around. And, and turning around. And glowing. And, yes, yeah, that's exactly. Just, like it, the it princess. It would have been really overdone. And yeah. this instead, this kind of like weird kind of undenting itself along with just, as I said, the cinematography and the music gives it a very kind of creepy feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. the car goes and takes its first victim. Yes. And then the car, well, we don't know mm-hmm. if the car is being driven by Arnie. We find out later, but not at the time. Um, that's right. Hunts Buddy Repperton down, who is at a gas station. Hey, y'all. If you're being hunted, and he didn't know he was being hunted, so this isn't his fault. If you're, But if you know you're being hunted by a psychotic vehicle, mm-hmm. gas stations are very bad places to go. Because they are extraordinarily flammable. The buildings that are at a gas station are typically not going to stand up to an actual metal vehicle. No. Now, I drive a Honda Fit. My car would crumple against one of those buildings. But a Plymouth Fury from 1957 no. is made out it's of actual ass metal. Tank. Yes. <laughs> right. And it will take this building down. Um, and it, it does. It crushes one to death. It uh, crushes one in an alley. Um, right. It triggers a gas station explosion that kills two other ones and also sets her on fire. And then she's just driving around on fire. Is, and again, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> one of the great images from this film. And yeah. I, again, I was the... like, fuck a ghost rider all right. day <laughs> long. This is badass. Well, I don't. It's one of those cases where you're looking at it going, I wonder how safe this was to do because it is an actual mm-hmm. car, an actual fire. And so, someone is inside right, of their the driving. Are on fire, the wheels burning, are on fire, you know, burning is, and melting. Yeah, and it's chasing down Buddy, and he's trying to run, and it's like, yeah, you're doomed. This... And then you just see uh-huh. it. It looks what it looked like to me for a second was that the rear bumper had fallen uh-huh. off, and you're like, no, that's Buddy. Right. <laughs> and I was like, because it just drives over him. It doesn't even. Mm-hmm. There's not even a bump. Yeah, and then there's just a, a burning piece of right. something behind it. That's and funny. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, no, that's buddy. And I was like, oh, well. That, and that, that image is really great. I, I like that. It's as weird and irrational as the burning car from hell sounds yeah. when you're describing it. 
it works in the movie. Yes. And then sad, sad Christine. Mm-hmm. That's right. During that scene, I was like, you, you're never seeing inside the vehicle, so you can't tell if there's a person inside of there. Yeah. Uh, not burning anymore, but right. ashy. Right. <laughs> Just on rims. Christine comes up to the uh, DIY garage, mm. honks to be let in, and then right. drives herself to her slot. And Darnell is there witnessing this mm-hmm. and goes to the car, gets in it. Y'all don't do this. Don't do this. And then she mushes him. I think that's probably how the first guy died, too. Right, it could be. Just She moves the front seat up to crush him between that and the steering wheel. And the dashboard or steering wheel. Yeah. I can't remember which one. Because he's in the driver's yeah. seat, so the steering wheel is going to hit him before the dashboard does. And then he is deceased. And then we meet mm-hmm. Harry Dean Stanton, who's probably drunk. I love Harry Dean Stanton so much. He's a he's a great guy. There's um, it's what we talked about earlier: the rise of the character actor. Yeah. And as you're watching a lot of these films that are, and we're going to start moving away from that. Yeah. Which is the period of time when you had, like, when we we're watching uh, Salem's Lot, where you're yeah. watching Carrie, all these character actors who are in the background who yeah. really just pushed the stars forward. Yes. Yeah. And that stopped being such a thing later so, on. Because I saw that he was in this, and he's really only in two scenes. He's in like this scene two and the three, end think, or something. Yeah. And he is suspicious of... Ar- His name is Rudolph Junkins. Mm-hmm. Rudy. And he is suspicious of Arnie discovering paint from Christine at the scenes of two of the gang members' death. Um, but Arnie has an alibi. He was out driving mm-hmm. Mr. Darnell's car, his Cadillac, um, to pick up parts Mm -hmm. that were going to be... And he drops him off first thing in the morning before he goes to school. So he's there as the state police are there Mm -hmm. and is horrified to find... Yeah, because for better or for worse, there was some kind of relationship with Darnell. Right. Um, And Christine is, oh, back to her normal, beautiful, shiny self. And Darnell was actually a hell of a lot nicer to him than his parents. It was, but he saw what Christine was and doesn't love her the way that, like, doesn't have that attraction the way that Mm -hmm. Arnie does, so she has no control over him, so he's got to go. And at this point, Dennis and Lee are like, um, so the car is evil. Arnie's getting worse. He's like screaming at his family, like swearing at them in their faces, which is choking his dad. Yes, that's right. He puts um, hands on his parents. Now, Don't do that, kids. Um, uh, Dennis has actually snuck into the garage to try to destroy Christine himself at one point and was scared off right. by it, the radio suddenly turning on and the car kind of communicating to him. Like, Right. I don't want to kill you, move, but I fucking will kill in you. In a move that I took, I thought, there we go, somebody actually doing something smart in a horror movie. The second he sees that, he's like, shit, I'm going, bye. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm unprepared. I'm going to crawl back so, out through the window like I came. And, excuse me, like, excuse me, right. excuse me. And when I saw that scene, I... It was amusing for one thing, but it was it was a realistic reaction if that happened. Yeah, that always makes a movie scarier right. when the when the characters in the movie know that they're in a frightening position and are doing smart shit. It's right. why The Stranger scares me so bad. Yeah. When Liv Tyler puts on her pants and plugs in her phone, I'm like, oh shit! Right. <laughs> we have a woman who's just like doing 
the things that you should do. Right. And we are at the beginning of this horror movie. I'm unprepared for what's about to happen. Well, uh, that's what works here. He's going to go, and then he's, and I imagine that scene, he's in an empty, like I said, it's the size of an aircraft hangar, it looks like. Yes, it's this huge. garage. And he's in there by himself at night, and the car just starts up by itself. Like, like hey, what's up? The most oh. logical thing to do is to escape. Bounce. Failure yeah. is an option. Oh, in this yes. case, it's the best option. It's the best option. Yes. Uh, but he and uh, Lee work together to um, set a trap. Dennis is going to be, he's in the bulldozer. I thought mm. it was a forklift, but I guess it's a bulldozer. And uh, Lee is going to close the garage door to keep Christine from coming out. Now, I find Once it interesting comes in. in this scene that Lee and Dennis are working together because she loves Arnie. Arnie. Yes. It's not like, oh, they suddenly hooked up. No. They're friends, Mm -hmm. and this is what they're doing together to save their mutual friend. I thought that was an interesting element to the film. She still loves him enough even after he's been kind of abusive and terrible to her. He realizes, she realizes, as well as Dennis, that it's the influence of the automobile. Yes. Which globally is a problematic thought. Mm -hmm. Like... Ladies, if your boyfriend is abusing you, or anyone, if mm-hmm. your significant other is abusing you, their obsession with something else is not what's causing that. But in this case... In the context of a car that talks right, to you the radio... The, because we're in a separate, you know, in a, in a horror movie context, mm-hmm. that's an okay right. thing. But she's a pretty good character. Like She's not stupid. She's not. She's, she's clearly smart. She's, uh-huh. like, very smart in school. They, uh-huh. they make... Uh, several comments of that, right. even as they're talking about her body and whatnot. She's apparently the most beautiful thing anyone's ever seen. I think that it's just because she's the tallest. She's lovely. She's, she's very, tall. very pretty. I just like that tallness thing. That's... Her hair seemed fake to me the whole time because I'm so used to seeing her with like a very short like pixie right. style. But she's, I think she may be a six foot tall woman. Like she's... She looks like an athlete. Um, well, yeah. I remember that. She did a couple of films. There were uh, some movies that she did, like espionage spy movies for the USA Network. Remember that back in the day? Um, yes. Her and uh, Pierce Brosnan, back when he lost the, when he for the first time lost the role of Bond and then later on got it. 5'10. So she's my height. Yeah, and she was a model before this. This is her first uh, major acting role. job. But in, in those films, she was called on to do a lot of athletic running, jumping, and so she fit that role really well. Let's talk about some privilege. Uh-oh. Accepted to Stanford, chose not to go to go ahead and pursue right. acting. So... Well, this film, and this is kind of for people who are sensitive to this, and we all should be on some level, there's a lot of Oh, she's been a vegetarian oh. since she was 14. Okay. So that explains her sort of body shape other than just genetics. There's a lot of kind of masculine bullshit that goes with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the boys in this movie are gross. Oh, not just the boys. There's the guy, the brother of the guy who owns the car. The car, no, the, the new okay. car the, is the best thing except for pussy. And I'm like, the, whoa, yes. whoa, like, come on. <laughs> the men right. in this, the males in this movie except, is what I mean. I think the only character who comes off is not, well, no, because Harry Dean Stanton's character makes comments about how cute this guy's girlfriend is. Yes. 
So like it's a but he does it I think in a way to, to get to in him. with them. Right. Yeah. I yes. I think that he's not doing it because that's what he's thinking. And I have he's to say doing this, that. the scene between uh, Keith Gordon and Harry Dean Stanton, the interview scene that they have is a great piece of just actors acting. It is. It's very good. There's a lot of give and take between one of them. You can see Harry Dean Stanton's character is trying to get underneath uh, Keith Gordon's skin. Yeah. He's like playing the Keith JD. Gordon plays Arnie. It's Arnie. Yeah. And they play it really well. And I, I appreciate that, that, that. They did. There's a scene of just acting in this film where two actors are going at it and they're really like I think they wanted that for the scene between Arnie and his parents too, right. but I don't think it rises up. And I think that's because of the dynamic between teen boy and uh-huh. parent. Right. So the, the teen boy, regardless of the changes that he's gone through in this, it's not a long period of time. It's months, no. or yeah. not even, um, no, you get six the, weeks. Yeah, about that, because there's a period of time that he spends, we're, we're given a few and there um, are date, yeah. declarations, Thanksgiving, yeah. and then we see him get out, and we're not, I'm not sure what time it's it was. It's not there. Christmas by the time right. everything's done, and it started on the first day of school. And I think this is my ch- sense of first day of school, so closer mm. to September than right. August. Um. And, but yeah, anytime you have a, 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 basically a child acting against his parents, there's, it's very hard to get away from a tinge of, don't tell me what to do. Right. <laughs> like, even, even, regardless of tone, timber, attitude, mm-hmm. anything. You always are. It's very hard to get away from that because that's, that's sort of child petulance. Yes, right. Uh, and parents are always going to treat their child like that's how they're acting, regardless of how yeah. they're actually acting. Because, and so that imbues that on the whole thing. So I think they may have been trying to do that with the physical fight between Arnie and his parents, but it doesn't get there because there's too much of the other dynamic. Leave me alone. The, the you guys are the worst. The police. <laughs> Uh, investigator and the kid winds up being just the dynamic of yeah. he's sharp enough, the officer, and young enough, even though he's not. He's not. I mean, he's, he's probably about a 40 year old. Yeah, but dude he's not the same as looking like a father figure. Mm-mm. He's. He's also not. Right. He's treating him like a younger man. Right. But he's not treating him like a child. Right, exactly. Herodine Stanton has a great way of being the outsider, older guy who mm-hmm. is still in with. People because he's, you know. Yeah. And, and so he's good, good at his choice. job. Like, right. he knows that this is a child, but mm-hmm. if you treat him like that, we're going to get back he's to parents. Him and, yeah. Um, but Arnie has this, uh, this alibi, so he's not, mm-hmm. he's fine. So the, oh, I've switched over. The no, the, yeah, you stopped when they were in the. So uh, they're going to, they set a trap mm-hmm. for Christine. And I can't remember. Like, she's not there, except she totally is there. She's under a pile of debris. Now, once we know that she's under a pile of debris, we should know that Arnie is in the vehicle, actually, Mm -hmm. currently. Because Christine can fix herself, but we haven't seen her be able to move any. Like, she's not telekinetic. Right. So we should know that Arnie is in this vehicle. Because, spoiler alert, Arnie is in this vehicle. <laughs> they don't know that. They're expecting to just fight the car and have Arnie be elsewhere. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what they went into this with. Was it the idea that Arnie, they could separate him from the car and the influence would be gone? That I think that's what it was. Car? I think that mm. they were, because the plan is to destroy this car. The plan is to bulldoze this car and then mush it into a cube. Mm. And then, even if Arnie's still obsessed, mm. there's nothing, there's no... Yeah. So, he, um, then they fight. And uh, Lee is caught unawares out, but ends up getting mm. into the bulldozer eventually. Uh, no. Arnie is thrown through the front windshield. And he's impaled on glass. Like, yes. Yeah. And dies. And then they still have to keep fighting the same right. car. <laughs> uh, and they end up winning. They, mm. He ends up driving over and over and over and over it with a bulldozer. Good tactic. And then they mush it into a cube. And then a few days later, we see Dennis and Lee and Detective Junkins watch as Christine's remains, compacted by a car crusher, are dropped into a junkyard. And the camera zooms in, and there's a little piece of the dashboard that, like, moves a little bit so she could, you know, spend some time and unpop herself if, I don't know. I would, yeah, I would, the the downside to the cube is that's still the whole car. Right. So it could just take a long time to unkink all of its kinks. It'll be there for a very long if time. If you separate it, though, I feel like that's the safer thing. Drop half of it into one ocean and half of it into another ocean. I don't think it's coming back together. <laughs> I think that's the end. That's a lot to go through. It is a lot to go through. This car killed a lot of people. Seems worth it. So in the book, I will say that Dennis and Lee are in a relationship. Okay. They begin their own relationship after, quote, a number of inexplicable car deaths occur around town. The victims include Carnell, Buddy, and all but one of his accomplices in the vandalism. The police find evidence linking Christine to each of the murders, but none is found on the car itself. Rudy Junkins becomes suspicious of uh, Arnie despite his airtight alibis. It is revealed that Christine, possessed by LeBay's vengeful spirit, is committing these murders independently and repairing herself under each one. Uh, Lee and Dennis begin their own relationship. Dennis speculates that LeBay may have deliberately sacrificed his daughter and wife to make Christine a receptacle for his own spirit. So there's like a voodoo mm -hmm. skeleton key. Okay. Aspect, it feels like. I don't know. Which one do you think would have worked better? Do you think having the car haunted by something rather than just have the car be evil? I don't. I think a reason is nice. Uh-huh. Even in a, in a world of a killer car, right. a reason is nice. So having... Yeah, having it just be evil off the line for no... Mm -hmm. Like... I am a, a person who's like, okay, well, so they they completed, say, 75 cars today. Right. That's how many cars are coming off the line. I don't know if that's right. I don't know if it's closer to five. I don't know. But say it's 75 cars. Mm -hmm. Why just this one? Are there 75 Christines running around? That's kind of the way that I felt about it. Like, I, I don't know. Um... And even if its first taste of blood had been accidental... That might have even been okay with me. Right. Um, and then it was like, oh, hey, 
like once an animal tastes a human's blood, you've got to put it down or that's all it ever wants. I don't know. Lions, maybe? That's a thing? Um, But it's clear that it deliberately maims that first guy and deliberately kills that second. So unless they're total accidents, in which case don't show them to me because it looks to me like Christine did this. So with no reason, it's a little meh. I, um, yeah, I, I, to me, it seemed like it would be a better idea if there was a reason why it was haunted, not just that it came off the assembly yeah, line. Yeah, I, I like that. I like putting it into, even if it's, yeah, a weird mix up, uh, a serial killer died at the same time as it was coming off the line, like something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something to give it more of a reason. And, and I think that was something that I had trouble adjusting to in the movie. Like, why is the car able to do this? Or why is that? Yeah. So let me finish what happened in the mm. book. So Arnie's out of town visiting college when Dennis and Lee lure Christine to the garage to batter her to pieces. Um, using a septic tanker truck. So that seems messy. I hope it was empty. Uh, Dennis witnesses LeBay's spirit attempting to make him stop before the record is crushed, and then he learns that Arnie and his mother were both killed in a highway accident while Christine earlier killed Arnie's father. So Mm. that whole family ends up dying. Mm. And witness accounts lead Dennis to believe that LeBay's spirit tied to Arnie through Christine fled the Plymouth when he killed, when when he was crushing it, and attempted to repossess Arnie, but he fought him to a draw, resulting in the fatal wreck. Uh, and then four years later, they've ended their relationship. He reads about a freak accident in Los Angeles in which a drive-in theater employee, the last surviving member of Buddy's gang, was struck and killed by a car that smashed through the cinder block wall. So he thinks that Christine finished okay, her what mission she was doing. Which rebuilt itself and killed out everyone, or setting out to kill everyone who stood against her, saving him for last, which means he and Lee are still in danger at the All end right. of that. But they're no longer a couple, they're separated in right. different ways. Right, right. So, but then I'm like, so LeBay got back into the, yeah, it's it's interesting. Anyways, so I thought that the effects on this movie mm. were really good and the acting in this movie were really good and the direction was really good. Yeah. And the music in a John Carpenter film is always going to be good. Right. Like, that's a given. Thank you, John Carpenter. I appreciate you. And, uh... Because I think I made a crack about it, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is actually, like, legitimately scary in certain parts of it. Right. The car is legitimately gorgeous. Like, right. they did get the right car. Uh, and it's like, oh, I understand being obsessed with this vehicle. Not to this degree. Not but. to the degree that he has now. I find it. I found the casting really interesting, because looking into it, um, they had, uh, the choices originally were, like, Brooke Shields and Scott Baio. Wow. And Kevin Bacon, who that auditioned made it for it. a very different movie. Kevin Bacon as Arnie would have been worked, I think. good, I think. At that at that time, before, that's even before But Footloose, he was also I the think. part of Footloose. That's the reason he, he didn't take it. Then he didn't take this. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, good choice because Ke- uh, Keith Gordon, mm-hmm. Keith, that's not his name. Is that his name? Yeah. Did I fuck it up? Um has been a successful, uh, mostly director. He's acted mm-hmm. 
many of the things, though, I realized that he's acted in in the last couple of decades have been things that he was directing. Uh-huh. Like, they may have just needed an extra person, you know, cop number seven or whatever. But he's directed a lot of stuff that we have watched and liked. Right. Uh, so, if you want to be in front of the camera, maybe, I think maybe Footloose was a better choice for him and Bacon. Uh, yeah, the whole film kind of was... Um, put together in this sort of odd way that it was uh, John Carpenter being called in to direct it. And it wasn't really a passion project for him. It was a job, and so he was just working with what he had. Uh, he had just had a setback from directing The Thing, which was not a success at the time. Which is bananas. Yes, I know. Because it's so good. <laughs> it was not a success at the time. because, And I remember that. It was very extreme. And I remember watching Siskel and Ebert hosting their show and saying, okay, there's a reason not to watch this movie and that it is probably the goriest movie ever made at the time. It, it really it, and it still it, is. Pretty, it was, especially right. if you're coming off of the original, mm-hmm. which isn't. It doesn't have any gore to it, but it has all the suspense. But yes. they took it in another direction, which is you never know which person is the thing. And that was what Roger Ebert was going. That's the scariest thing in That's the movie. That's the scariest thing. I don't know who this it's is. It's a body is snatcher it? thing. Right. It's a, yeah. Uh, I did want to point another thing out mm-hmm. as to what I, you know what I think they may have avoided using LeBay as the soul in the car because they didn't want any homoerotic tendencies. That's a possibility. The film because is homoerotic Christine is clearly posited as female. Right. She's got a female name. She's jealous of this female mm-hmm. character. So they're pushing that. Okay. If LeBay... Mm-hmm. A man is the one that was spiriting this car. Right. That adds a layer that maybe 1983 wasn't what I excited the, about dealing with. That could have worked, though, if you made him like a father figure to replace the father he obviously doesn't have. Right. Well, he's got a father, I mean, but no, not but one not that cares one, what he's anyway, actually right. into or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not... They, they yeah. very clearly are pitting it as a woman against woman... Right. Uh, issue with Lee. So I'm wondering if that's why they decided to just go. I wonder. Because that's still that was still an issue. Then. Yeah, of course. Um and I'm now I'm curious like I almost want to read the book to see what the any sexual dynamics mm-hmm. were um in in a story that clearly wants us to understand that it is a male spirit mm-hmm. that is embodying this female uh, or, car. Right. Because <laughs> the car, the book is called Christine. The car yeah. is always Christine. That's not... Um, that doesn't change. But I'm wondering... Yeah, no, I'm hmm. wondering if that's... That's interesting. That's a dynamic I hadn't thought of. A dynamic. So overall, what was your, your feeling was that you liked it and it was... For sure. A lot better than it should... Is it, it a movie that I would like return it. to? Probably not. Is it a movie I'm glad I watched? For sure. It yeah. was entertaining the whole way through. It's uh, not particularly long. No, it isn't. Um, I'm trying to find what the runtime is. One, oh, one hour and 50 minutes. So mm. I'm just jaded by movie lengths these days. Uh, so yeah. it's not short. Mm-hmm. It does feel... It um, moves at a good pace, though. It's yeah. like you're not really aware that it's going through this passage of time. It, 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 I think it works better mm-hmm. time-wise than The Dead Zone did, for instance. Right. Where there were these weird vignettes, or like very 
isolated vignettes. It was very really episodic. Because it, because it only covers three months of time and not mm. seven, eight years, nine years, ten years, however long it is that we're with John Smith and the Dead Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it felt more cohesive that way. Uh, I The parents were a letdown to me, as parents often are, I guess. <laughs> uh, just in that... Um, they seemed very uh, like sort of out of the box Uh as in like this is a typical mom and a Mm. typical dad they should have had some more color to them as characters Um, and I understand why they didn't Um, it was enough to have him indicate that he felt coddled uh, by them and that they disapproved of what he was doing. Mm -hmm. But it just felt like that felt pretty standard teenager story to me, Mm -hmm. which I don't love particularly. But that's not where the focus of the story was. So I get it. Who wrote the... Bill Phillips wrote the screenplay. What 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 there is of it, mm-hmm. as we said, the screenplay itself is not a lot. Uh, just looking for another thing in his writing credits that I've ever heard of, and I have failed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's not to say that he's not. He's written a lot of television movies, mm-hmm. so and he's directed two things: one's a documentary. So, uh, so yeah, not a not a big career outside of this. It looks like, and but I think overall, as a as an adaptation, I think it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus the weird clunky first scene and the and the right. rote parent relationship. I think had you taken out that first scene on the assembly line, although that's an intention grabber. You could have maintained the mystery of the movie as to why. It's yeah. just that first thing just sort of gives it the impression, like, why the hell is the And I actually mean? think that the scene that Dennis, like, the scene that where Dennis goes back to LeBay's brother mm-hmm. and gets the history of the car. Right, that would have been enough. If you have, like, both of those scenes mm-hmm. are unnecessary. They right. feel like we could go one way or we could go this way. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, record, you know, film both and we'll decide which one we're going to use. And then you went with both. And then it's a little bit like, well, taglines, body by Ply- Plymouth, soul by Satan. Oh, that's I don't good. hate it. That's I don't good. hate it. I'm going to see if there's any more taglines. Oh, there's a bunch. She'll possess you, then destroy <laughs> oh. you. She's death on wheels. She's... And then Christine. I'm sure that was from a movie or a. But Body by Plymouth, Soul by Sane. That's good. I like it. That Seductive, passionate, possessive. Say hello to Christine, your girlfriend, the car. What <laughs> is habit? Watch out for her this Christmas at a theater near you. It was released at Christmas. Christmas. There we go. This Christmas present to the Let's fans. See. Evil car. Oh, December 9th, 1983. Yes, this is the last 1983 film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're going to... And what's the next one? A Children of the Corn. I was just going to say. Okay, next so up. then we're going... As we warn people, 
Genius, 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 genius. And now we're going to the slide of B movies done, <laughs> B movie adaptation, which can be fun on their own. It Children, doesn't yeah. all need Children to be of the done Corn by... was released in ni- uh, right. 1984. This is the first one where I'm like. <sighs> but you know, there might be something to watch for. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I haven't seen it in a long time. It's a book that I have fond memories of because that was another one that was read to me as I was painting this or decorating this nursery. And I, yes, I will also say I, I'm going to try and read the short story because mm. I don't believe it's very long. No, I, I don't remember it being particularly long. And either. there are many um, sequels. We are not going to cover them. I'm looking at my planned list here. Mm-hmm. What we are going to maybe do is the 2009 remake. Remake, right. Of the original Children of the Corn. It's because, a very young couple. Um, because if I recall correctly, the book doesn't even have as much as the movie has in it. Mm-hmm. Um no, the, the children, if I remember correctly, so everything were after this and kind of like distant characters, they weren't as up front and center, and they certainly weren't given as much voice as the children in um, in the film were. They become characters, whereas in the other one, they're sort of a, a hazy menace, and you're not really altogether aware of them. And the the remake uh, is directed by a man named Donald Borchers. Um, and he and Stephen King wrote the teleplay together. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Also, what I'll do is, for that one, we'll have a little bit of a treat if I can find it. There was, a, I think, a student film done adaptation that was very close to the actual story. For this next one or the for one for the 2009? Um, I think it was done before that. Okay, and also, so. if I can't dig it out, uh, I think it's available on YouTube somewhere. It'll be an interesting experience watching... Just the work of like a fan fiction film version cover yeah. of it. So we'll see if I can't dig that one. Uh, out. Um, so this next one's going to be directed by a man named Fritz Kirsch. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at his filmography as a director for another thing I've ever heard of, and I'm well. What's the thing? Maybe I've heard of it. Failing for another thing I've ever heard of. Oh, I thought you said for another. Oh, so there's nothing. Um, he ep- he directed two episodes of the 1990 Swamp Thing television series that I didn't know existed. Oh yeah, I remember that. So you may know some things that in here, but I don't to, know anything. That used to, I think that was another USA program back when that was that network was going. It's still going. Is it still going? Yeah. I haven't. Well, yeah. Yes, and I'm watching a show on that. The Sinner is a USA okay. network show. That's so funny. I hadn't thought of that because, you know, once you move up from basic cable, yeah. there's some channels that get lost to you. Yeah, no. Like AMC, when they changed their programming. Yeah, when it wasn't just all movies right. all the time. And now it's sort of like TCM is a new AMC. Yes. And so I don't really watch AMC aside from the, the period of time when I was watching The Walking Dead all the time. I can recommend The Discovery of Witches. Okay. Uh, So recommendations. Are we there? Is that where we are? Okay. So, yeah, I will recommend Discovery of Witches, which Uh, is a show on... Out of nowhere. On on AMC. It followed The Walking Mm -hmm. Dead for a little while. The first season is over. It's been renewed for two more seasons. Those two seasons are going to cover the other two books in the trilogy of books it's based on. Okay, so it has a fixed ending. Yeah. Okay. Um, And I... I'm enjoying the show. I've read them now also. Mm-hmm. Finally, I can read again. So I was going through a 
fairly prolonged period where I was having trouble concentrating on reading fiction, mm-hmm. so I wasn't. Uh, then I started reading A Discovery of Witches, and look at me, I got all the way through the first book, and I'm well into the second. So it fixed me. That's probably oh, not true. But the books are also mm-hmm. quite good. They're written by a historian. There's, it's a it's a romance. It's a supernatural romance story. There mm-hmm. are witches and vampires and demons. Okay. There's not a lot of sex. It's not erotica. Mm-hmm. So the this is not uh, in True the, Blood, where you no. You know. <laughs> the porn in the books are largely. Uh, antiquarian book porn. Okay. You would probably actually really enjoy large passages of the book. Okay. Because it is, he is a vampire who's been around since 500. Uh-huh. And he has amassed a collection. The author of these books is a historian. Mm-hmm. So the descriptions of the Oxford Bodleian Library right. and the... Uh, ancient manuscripts that they're working with. Mm-hmm. She's a researcher and is looking at alchemical texts. Like right. the stuff about the books in these uh, book in in these books is very good and very interesting. And I think you would actually really okay. enjoy it. Um, I like the television. It's got Matthew Good in it as the vampire, I give him two thumbs up all the mm. times that I see him. I have enjoyed him in everything I've ever seen. But how many given. thumbs do you have? Two. Okay. So, so all, all of my thumbs, thumbs. All your available thumbs. Up. Okay. Yes. And I don't know the young lady that is the main character in it, but I am enjoying her in it anyways. Um, like I said, it just finished season one, and there is something very comforting about knowing that season two is going to be book two, and season three is going to be book right. three, and they're going to finish a whole story, and they're going to be allowed to do that. And then peace out, we're leaving. And... Because the other thing I would uh, recommend, because I will always recommend it, is The Good Place. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here one day after finding out that next season is the last season, because the makers of The Good Place, when they were picked up after season one... Mm-hmm envisioned a fourth three more season arc and they're going to stick to it because they have integrity god damn them (laughs) yes i am glad that they're going to tell the whole story that they want to tell and i Mm -hmm. am sad that i only get however many 10 more episodes or whatever it is because the show is very good so if you have not seen the good place please watch the good place so those are my two do you have anything other than the recommendation i have is to see godzilla again um, and how many times have you I seen it? I learned something three times in five days, I think, or something. Uh, I learned something neat, that each of the heads of Ghidorah have different names. Do they all have different names, or yes. is only the one have names? Angelica, Eliza, and Kevin. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what the other two <laughs> names, but... but. I'm like, first of all, poor Peggy. But second of all... Kevin is a good replacement name. Only the left-hand one, right? Right. The furthest left is apparently... Furthest um, left when we're looking at him? Right. Yes. He is... That's right. It's this one. The director (laughs) felt that it would be a great idea to have one of them not be up to speed with the ferocity and frozen demon thing. So something that I was made aware of is the fact that the third head, they've named him Kevin. It was done by two actors working together, like uh, the motion capture. And so the third head basically is always a little bit behind. Yeah. 
like when it first comes out of the snow, it's licking the snow and smelling things, and the head next to it's like whacking it, snapping, it to, snap, right? snapping at it. I, we're, I do we're remember Ferris, right? And that's yeah, like, like get your head. head in the game, Kevin. Right, and uh, by the and I don't, don't think at this point I'm spoiling anything. No, don't but, do that. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> he gets he gets in trouble. Kevin gets in trouble he for his lack of attention, but. Anyhow, yeah. Other than that, I uh, I haven't had the chance to see something new because I've seen that one three times. So three maybe times. I'll have to expend it uh, uh, some more energy into actually seeing something else. I was trying to see Brightburn, but apparently it, it's only playing at night now. Last yeah. night it was playing at eleven twenty. We're old, and that's too late. Tonight it's playing at nine forty. I'm going to repeat what I just said. Well, so I don't I know. Don't really want to go sleep in a theater? Yeah, you know, and I have other things to do. So I, I feel bad because I wanted to see it. But there are so many good movies dropping yeah, right now. Yeah, things are coming out at a pace mm-hmm. that is pushing things that aren't being right. seen just right out. So we're headed to see Booksmart this week. I don't know if we'll get to when we'll get to Dark Phoenix if we do. You're um, not super keen I'm on it. Not exactly, but I might be interested in it. I, I at the very see. least, it's going to be power people right. fighting other power people. We saw Ma, which actually turned out to be a much better film than mm, we talked about it last right, week. Yeah. Then we, but other than that, I don't think we've been sort of. Or I've been sort of behind. Well, I was out of town, mm-hmm. so we and then we we got Zilla t- twice or yeah. three times in a row. I ended up working while you were going both of those times. Yep. Oh man, that sucks. So next week, Children of the Corn, uh-huh. it's available. Uh, I think we're gonna have to pay for it. Is it That's Amazon? the other reason where I'm like, Argh. it's like a. Couple it's of on them. Prime Video. Mm-hmm. It might be on Shutter. Um. Oh, Prime has me uh, offering me a seven-day free trial of a station called Urban Movie Channel. I don't know what that would be. I don't either, but it's in. It's got Children of the Corn, so maybe okay. I get that seven-day free trial, so we don't have to movies, pay for that, it. movies that urban people like, which doesn't sound right, but whatever, that might be the case. I'm legitimately like, uh, I mean, maybe because customers who watch this also watched Kid and Play. House Party 3, Mac and Devin Go to High School is a movie with Snoop in it. Okay. Players Club. Urban Movie Channel. So you translate Nina, that as... Nina, I didn't even know that was out. What? The Zoe Saldana Nina Simone movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, met, I, that, I, I heard that it was being somewhere. made, that people had issues. Mm-hmm. Y'all, they were correct. Uh, I love Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. She's not Nina Simone. Nina right. Simone is a dark-skinned black woman, and so Saldana is not that. Uh, but yeah, it looks like this is a BET well, that's situation. Well, it. it's like urban. I... Yeah, can we not use that term? It's just like... It's, yeah. I mean, okay. it's coding, Yeah, clearly. So, But we'll go ahead and get our seven-day free trial. So if you want to watch Children of the Corn with us, get that seven-day free trial mm-hmm. on... And then don't forget to cancel and then you can watch it. Kid and play. Unless you want to, you know, pay you however totally. much it is. It's four ninety nine a month. That's not much for kids. Well, and play. no, but if you've had freaking play, <laughs> right? But if you've got seventy five subscriptions, right, that's fucking true. add up. So yeah. All right. So that is it this week. I think uh-huh. you can uh, reach out and find us at the Latecomers Podcast. That's. I'm going to start that again. You can find us at latecomerspod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We accept all emails. All emails. It's weird. That's how email works. We just accept it. 
And we're on Twitter at LateSummersPod. And we are on Facebook. You can look for Late Summers Podcast. And what else? What else? What else? I think that's it. Nice news, everything. I remind you to take your medicine. And remember, better, better late than, than never. never.